0: This is Rabbi Avi Strasberg for Hadar, Director of National Learning Initiatives. Rabbi Akiva was in awe of salamanders. Rabbi Akiva, along with other rabbis of his time, believed that salamanders were born of fire. And so whenever Rabbi Akiva would arrive at the laws of Kashrut in the book of Leviticus that discussed the purity and impurity of such creepy crawlers as lizards and salamanders, Rabbi Akiva would exclaim, "How great are your works, O Lord!" In Mesechet Chulin, we learn that Rabbi Akiva would turn to God and say, "You have creatures that grow in the sea, and you have creatures that grow on land. If those in the sea would ascend to the land, they would immediately die. If those that are on land would descend to the sea, they would immediately die. Similarly, you have creatures that grow in the fire." And you know, creatures that grow in the air. If those in the fire would ascend to the air, they would immediately die. If those in the air would descend to the fire, they would immediately die. Therefore, how great are your works, O Lord. This is a striking piece of Torah on the exquisite beauty of diversity and the vital importance of affirming all unique beings and creations. Each of these creatures has a place in God's world. The one born of fire, the one born of water, the one born of air, the one born of earth. If we are to be like Rabbi Akiva, we too must pause in awe at the beauty that God has created. But we must go a step further. If we force any one of these creatures to live a life that they are not meant to live, if we demand the one born of fire to adapt to air, or the one born of air to adapt to fire. They will not only fail to thrive, they will perish. We cannot make them be what they are not. To do so threatens the very existence of each of these creatures. In the book of Numbers, each household is commanded to bring the Passover sacrifice on the 14th of Nisan in remembrance of our exodus from Egypt. This is a commandment that unites all of B'nai Yisrael, the people of Israel, through the reenactment of our collective history. In order to bring this required sacrifice, we must be in a state of ritual purity. Through no personal sin, some may find themselves not in the right state of purity to bring this communal offering. These people will be left out. They'll find themselves on the margins of this communal celebration not because they were unfit through fault of their own, but because they were occupied with performing another mitzvah, the act of caring for the dead. They will be excluded at a moment when all of B'nai Yisrael joins together. So they cry out, Should we be barred from offering a sacrifice, along with our fellows at the time required by God? Moses hears their cry. He consults with God. And the verdict comes back. There will be a second chance, a Pesach Sheni. For those who were unable to offer a sacrifice the first time around, they'll have another opportunity to join with their community and to make an offering to God. The 14th of Iyar marks this day of Pesach Sheni, a day which has come to be known as a day of inclusion in modern Israeli society. In 2010, the Orthodox Israeli feminist organization, Kolech, and Bat Kol, the organization of religious lesbians, proclaimed it as a day of inclusion for all. Today, Pesach Sheni continues to be celebrated as an annual event to promote religious tolerance and inclusion of LGBTQ people in religious society. Dina Berman Mekon and Tamar Gan Svibik in their writing on Pesach Sheni. Explain that Pesach Sheni teaches us two things. First, when a small minority of people protest that they will be excluded from this holiday, the divine cares and takes note. We might've thought we need only be concerned with the majority. We might've said, what obligation do we have to a small minority of the population for whom Jewish law may negatively impact? The creation of Pesach Sheni teaches us that we must not only hear the cries of the minority, we are called upon to create change to ensure their inclusion. Second, this inclusion only comes about through self-advocacy. Had that group of Israelites stayed silent, God's revolutionary response to create Pesach Sheni would never have occurred. With this story, the Torah invites us to never stop fighting for our rightful place within its practices and community. While our personal starim may be a distant memory, today, as we mark Pesach Sheni, a day in which we celebrate diversity and advocate for the inclusion of LGBTQ people, think about the salamander. Think of that miraculous creature born of fire. In the same way that Rabbi Akiva marveled at the diversity of each of these creatures born of fire and water, of earth and of air, we mark this day by affirming the uniqueness of every individual as a reflection of God's miraculous diversity. On this Pesach Sheni, may we stop in our tracks. May we lift our heads from our books and say, how great are your works, O Lord, as we work to create a world in which every individual has the opportunity to thrive. Thanks for listening. To learn more with Hadar, please visit hadar.org/torah.